You're listening to Always Open number 134. If you hear something you'd like to see from this episode, visit first.roosterteeth.com. Welcome back to another episode of Always Open. I'm feeling very dancy today. Um, we're back for another week. So excited about this episode. As you know, I'm your host, Barbara Dunkelman. And then we have some guests with me, starting with... Oh, I'm John. Hi. Hi, John. Then we got... That's John, and it's me, Mariel. What's up? Happy whatever day of the week it is that you're watching this. <laughs> And then uh, last but certainly not least, we have one of the most highly requested people for the show of all time, and one of my all-time favorite people, Mr. Travis McElroy! Uh, hi, everybody. It's me, Travis McElroy. <laughs> hi, Travis. The best thing about this is actually that we um, flew Travis into Austin, and we said, mm -hmm. we're going to put you up in a place, but we're just not going to see yeah. you. Don't come in. It's you know. it's great. Oh, I love all the barbecue and the music. <laughs> Are you guys? Uh, you guys having a drink? I noticed Travis. You had a drink right before we started. I wanted to. I did. I have a soda. Just a, a soda. A I have a coffee. It's a, it is. It's a zero sugar soda, like my old man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is drink. that is that a bad drink? Well, yeah. so it's, uh, I won't say the, the brand, because uh, I don't want to get you guys in any hot water, but let's just say uh, it is, supposedly, it's my father's favorite drink, and it's, he asks everywhere we go, like, do you have blank zero? That's and the his thing writer. Is, is, uh, it, it's just like his favorite, <laughs> and the thing is, is it's like one in a hundred will have it, and so it's like the disappointment on his face every time it's like, no, we don't, he's like... I'll just have a diet. <laughs> but the excitement, the... the excitement when they do, oh, it's joyous. What is the actual difference between something zero and something diet? Like, I don't know what it is. Supposedly, and I don't how, okay. know how it's true, and I refuse to believe it's true, but I still drink it, is that it's like, it says zero calories. That's mm -hmm. a zero calorie cola. I don't know how that's possible because it's so delicious <laughs> i agree i'm also drinking zero calorie soda but with a little something extra in it if you know what i'm saying love? is it love ice actually oh, no okay. it's cool. it's cayenne that's her that's her church <laughs> we'll sprinkle a cayenne in there isn't there like some type of diet drink that's like lemon cayenne pepper and like some other thing that like, oh, you're like, a, like a cleanse yeah right like yeah. a cleanse oh, i yeah. wouldn't call that a drink it's just poison <laughs> it's the kind of poison that doesn't kill you yeah it makes you stronger <laughs> i think uh, a couple of guys who we work with did that or tried to do that cleanse for like a day and lasted i think until lunch and then, then they were like no more i can't do and it and you shouldn't do it it's bad for your body oh, i mean it's just absolutely. startling yourself it's nothing and it also uh, tends to actually make you, and I might be speaking, uh, making this up, but I'm pretty sure it's right. You end up like 
any weight you lose doing like a diet cleanse like that, you end up like gaining back more as your body's like, oh, thank God, food. So you just right. end up being like crabby and because you, you're you just hangry all the time. It's not good. Yeah. It's, it's not good. Don't, hey, don't do it. Look at you. You heard John. it here, folks. For <laughs> Out of all the people, here's something, I mean, John will probably speak to this himself, but John is probably one of the most uh, healthy people that I know, just in terms of how much he pays attention to actual nutrition and fitness. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a former, former Chunky. God, I lost my absolute goddamn mind at the picture you posted of yourself at 20 years old. Yeah, oh, yeah. the sad lesbian. <laughs> Listen, as a sad lesbian, I saw my sister in your eyes. I look, I, I look at you. I'm looking in the mirror. I see yeah, myself. Those, it's always so it. weird to me. Yep. <laughs> Susan Reisinger. There she yeah. is. Uh, Whenever somebody great. posts a 20 year old photo of themselves, the thing is, is like, okay, never does it look like that part right that's the weirdest thing is as i looked at all of these if if more than like a decade has passed since they were 20 it's like i that person might be like your cousin maybe like yeah. i don't and that's terrifying to think about the way the human body breaks down <laughs> as such of like no so <laughs> over time we're just not that person anymore and i'm not speaking metaphorically i mean literally that if you see <laughs> pictures of me when i was 20 i do not look it looks like an older model robot of what is now Travis. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it is funny to think that at 20, we're like two years past considered being an adult. So it's like, I know, yo, right? you think like that should be where my body is, is standardized at that point. That's my adult body, but it's not. I think about that now of like, I'm 36. So at 56, what am I gonna look like? Like, cause like, you would think this, but older, but that's not always how that goes, right? <laughs> do you think you're gonna look like your dad? Uh, I already do. I'm hoping I look like my dad, but cooler. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I have, I have great photos of my dad, like in the seventies where my dad, like, you know, had on like tinted glasses and like uh, <laughs> longer hair. And like, I'm like, yeah, it's me. That's the thing is like when I was younger, when I was like 20, I looked like my mom. I was like a dead ringer for like my mom's side of the family. And then it was like, apparently in the last 16 years, my body said, let's swing towards Clint. And I don't, <laughs> now it's just like, like my face shape has changed. Like it's, it's like, now it's all dad now. You are You're Travis is all dad. Yeah, I'm. I've. I've become. Not only do I look like my dad, I look like more like a dad. Yeah. In a way, like <laughs> now, it, it was like when my daughter, my first daughter, was born. I'm holding her. My body said, "Like, all right, time to do this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just transformed into dad. Would you say, Travis, that you are more father or daddy? Oh. Uh, no, I'm not father at all. I'm a daddy. I mean, I mean, I, I <laughs> like, I don't know what the, let me be clear here before I go on to explain, Barbara. I don't know what the difference between those terms is to you. <laughs> uh, but I will say to me, it's like, I, there is no author, uh, authoritarian bone in my body of like, because I'm the dad, like, that's not, I can't even begin to pull that off. I'm very much like, hey, um, we shouldn't, 
you know, bite ourselves because that'd probably hurt, huh? Like I'm too, <laughs> I'm too, uh, like passive. I'm, I'm very easygoing as a dad. There will be some times where it's like, man, where I'm more like, I don't even know, just bad dad, just bad dad. Where it's just like, I don't know, stop asking you questions. And it's like, that, I don't know who that guy is. I don't care for him at all. He's, he comes out very rarely. That's but pop. That's, that's, that's pop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this, hey, just stop. I don't know anymore. Just go do something in the yard, you know? <laughs> go dig in the just mud. go play. But like now, I don't know. with the quarantine, it's probably even harder to, how do I say this nicely? Tell your kids to fuck off? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Is like, so before this, I already worked from home. Uh, and like, I was already my own boss. And so it's not, the, the main difference is not me leaving the house. It is BB leaving the house. Um, cause like our, our three month old, she, uh, she doesn't care. Right. She just, I've been trying to explain the current like situation <laughs> there. She's just not getting it. So dense, but <laughs> BB is like right on the edge of like, she understands that we can't go places because of the sickness, which makes it seem even more like the stand than it is, is that sometimes my three-year-old will look up at me plaintively and say, Daddy, when will the sickness be over? And it's just like, oh god, I don't. Okay, How um, I know. And but like, she understands that. But then she'll say, like, will it be over tomorrow so I can go to the museum? And I'm like, no. And she's like, then when will? And it's like, we don't know. And she's like, oh, okay. But what about like next week? And it's like, no, I know. <laughs> well, it's tough because uh, like parents are supposed to have all the answers for kids. That's right. like how you grow up is your parents have everything. And she simply does not accept the answer. I don't know. Like, if I say, I don't know, she's like, but I want to know. And I'm like, well, I don't know. She's like, you should still tell me. Like, sometimes she'll say, like, just tell me. And I'm like, I, yeah. no, the, the answer is truly. Because sometimes she'll ask questions that are so meta, like, why is that a swan? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Why is that a swan? Why is it? Uh, I, I don't know why that is a swan. It just is. My yeah, part I don't like right now is... I have to, I have older kids that are in school, so I have to continue the rest of their schooling through to the end of this year. And my eldest, who's nine, has reached the point where she's like doing things in school that will get to a problem and be like, I'm gonna need to Google that. I don't know how yeah. we're supposed to do that. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Daddy forgot how to do long division that way. I just haven't done it in a while. So I need to, you know, look that up. It's rough. That's something rough that out I here. actually it's thought rough about. Out here for I... a dad. It's rough out here for a dad. It's rough out here yeah. for a dad. Like I, know, I was right? trying to watch Trolls 2 and my kid <laughs> wouldn't shut up, right? She kept asking questions like, why is Poppy doing that? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm watching it for the first time too. But that wasn't an okay answer. And for some <laughs> reason, I'm out here just trying to enjoy the fine film Trolls 2, now available <laughs> for video on demand. <laughs> and my kid wouldn't shut up. At one point, I just said like, no more questions until the movie's done. She's like, but I, and this is my three-year-old who I love that she's smart. I love that she asks questions. It makes me so happy. But also I'm trying to watch Trolls 2. <laughs> <laughs> Trolls 2 are now available video on demand. Did you see uh, my... Trolls 1? Oh yeah, I saw Trolls. I love Trolls 1. I'm in Trolls 1. Do you not know why Travis is pushing Trolls 2? I didn't realize it. you're in it. Holy I'm shit. It. Me and my brothers had like a whole podcast campaign called the McRoy Brothers will be in Trolls World Tour, um, in which we uh, successfully wormed our way into the movie. 
and then like so this is this is like we're trying to you know still the movie i is fun and i loved it very much and i liked being in it but it was like the kind of thing of like i could not convey to bb like this is special this is the first feature <laughs> film daddy has ever been in let's pay fucking attention <laughs> like I could, not, <laughs> I could not convey to her why she understood that i was in it and like the couple of times that i spoke or that justin spoke or griffin spoke she was very happy but like the idea of i'm trying to achieve emotional catharsis watching this animated movie so please <laughs> shut up like that is what i could not get across to her it's like hey daddy needs a good cry have. right now if you could please just the conversations you have with your three-year-old are the same conversations i have with my girlfriend during movies she has to talk she has to ask questions and i have to tell her no we just need to see what John Wick is going to do next, okay? Yeah. Well, I promise you, John Wick will get out of it. That's the thing that we ha I had to have, that I've been having ongoing conversations with Bibi. It's like, she has reached an age now where more and more of the TV that is, like, made for, like, you know, three to, like, six-year-olds, there starts to be, like, actual conflict in it, where it's just like, Elena Vavilor is in trouble. How's she going to get out of this one? And, like, I've had to start explaining to her, and man, I don't know if this is building good meta-narrative for my child watching TV, but I'm like, hey, this is a TV show for kids. It's going to be okay. And, like, that's kind of my <laughs> line on it. It's like, no one's going to die in this show, kid. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Elena will come up with a way to get out of this troll trap or whatever. It's cool. Let's just watch. <laughs> She's like, oh, no. And I'm like, if this is a kid's cartoon. Everything's fine. Yeah. You can stop worrying. It's 22 minutes. We're good. Yeah. I'm going to watch I'm gonna watch those films tonight, I think. I think that's my to-do list tonight. They are Trolls? fun. Yeah. They're fun. Uh, I think, uh, listen, they're a good time. Man, you know, the music is fun. The animation style is gorgeous. It's all, like, very, like, hair and thread-based. So it's like when you're looking at someone holding a torch, the fire is, like, red and yellow hair, like, floating. Mm. It's really cool looking. Ooh. Yeah, they, they have, have a lot of fun with it. I have a question about Trolls 2. Yes, please. <laughs> As you should. Uh, so I've seen Trolls 1. I was not. Yes. I have not seen Trolls two yet because my uh, my kids' mom called dibs on getting to watch with them first. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so I haven't seen Trolls two yet. I have to ask: Was the random ass cloud creature character from Trolls one? Did it reappear in Trolls two? Indeed, it does. Okay, <gasps> I needed it to return because it was the most. There's this most random character in trolls one they they kind of explain almost all the other species of creatures in this world they create and then on their quest the the gray justin timberlake troll and the, the happy poppy girl yeah uh, it's branch and poppy thank you very much justin timberlake and anna kendrick, anna kendrick my co-stars uh, <laughs> <the> co <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was it like working in the group with them oh um, my god they were just a dream but uh, justin timberlake took all the crawlers <laughs> How dare you? I no, watched him up... eat 12 crawlers in one Saturday. <laughs> it was disgusting. JT. No, there's a point in, the, in their quest where they run across this weird cloud comedic relief character who mm -hmm. appears for this scene, has its funny moments, and then they leave this character and it never appears again. There is no conclusion. There is no like return to him. And it bothered me that he was just thrown into there and I needed him to return to, to, to two because then there's at least like closure. Like, yes, he still mm -hmm. isn't in, in this world. 
So I'm glad. To yes, know. I, that is uh, my favorite thing about Trolls and Trolls World Tour is like it is just there is a wonderful through line story that kids can follow and like plenty of that stuff. But there's lots of just like random humor and random moments and random character things. We're just like, that's just weird. And I love it. Like there was so much. It's just like, that's such a weird thing. And it makes me very happy that it exists. Never would I imagine from... we would. You didn't think we'd talk <laughs> about it? It's available on demand Jump. now. I, I would never oh, sorry, have thought let, let that the conversation would evolve. If I could just get a clean take. If I could just get a clean take. Please. Trolls World Tour available for video on demand now. Thank you. Beautiful. Go check it out. Everyone wants what to plug something. What movie the do you want to plug, Mariel? Yeah. Uh, b uh, you can say the uh, same one. You can say Trolls World Tour, too. <laughs> Troll 2 World Tour. Yeah, there you go. That's the one. Uh, and if you want uh, to check out the podcast that we did, it really is a who's got macro brothers will be in Trolls World Tour. And it started uh, when we uh, did a live show in Portland and then ate some edibles that got really high and then <laughs> talked about worming our way in, and recorded it. We recorded ourselves high talking about getting into Trolls World Tour, laughing our faces off. Um, and, and then like three years later, we were in the movie. So well, check it out. Wasn't there, wasn't oh there a gosh. connection that spurred it on? Like, weren't there like random internet people in Trolls 1 or something? Yeah. So that was it. So there was like in Trolls 1, there were like some YouTuber cameo lines and we we're like, then we can do it. Then why not us? <laughs> uh, and, and we did it using all the straight white male privilege available to us we <laughs> made our way into trolls world tour if now you I have it like we you gotta to... use it right yeah we got a campaign on this show then for us to be in some type of animated movie you just what need should... a long called shot three years away you gotta pick a movie coming out in like 2023 and just say like we'll be in that and that's hard it's hard but I mean, you might have to like make it up ahead of time and assume like Angry Birds three. We're gonna be in Angry Birds three. That's probably gonna happen, right? We're but gonna be that. in the sequel to Up called Down. That's gonna come oh. out in three years time. Will it be more depressing than Up? It'll be not depressing at all, which is the ironic oh. part. Oh, okay. Mm. It's them in hell. <laughs> they, take, <laughs> they take an elevator down this time. Turns out his wife went to hell when she died, so... Uh, well, okay, but it's not depressing uh, at all, right, Barbara? <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Always Open is brought to you by Purple. Technology has improved just about everything. Phones, cars, shopping. Yet mattresses have more or less been the same since the invention of sleep. But we deserve better. And finally, the mattress has evolved thanks to Purple. The secret to Purple is the Purple Grid. It's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. Purple is for every body, no matter how you sleep. Purple is designed with over 2,800 open air channels and naturally temperature neutral gel. You'll never sleep too hot or too cold. Purple is so confident in what they do that every Purple mattress comes with free shipping and returns and a risk-free 100 night trial. I'm about to receive a purple pillow, uh, and I'm extremely excited to try it. I love sleeping, and I can't wait to see how much better my sleep is with this new pillow. Uh, I get super excited whenever I get to try new stuff, so super pumped about my new pillow. Never thought I'd say that, but I guess uh, that's part of being an adult. <laughs> Experience the next evolution of sleep. Go to purple.com open and use the promo code OPEN. 
For a limited time, you'll get $150 off any Purple mattress order of $1,500 or more. That's purple.com slash open. Promo code open for $150 off any mattress order of $1,500 or more. Terms apply. Thank you so much, Purple. And now back to the show. All right. This well, what this show is. What's this show is this, this is what this is. Okay. We did we did have a little icebreaker game, but I feel like we've broken the ice pretty well. So we could probably Listen, move into We're a bunch of bull, polar bears here. Just breaking ice. Oh, like oh I see what you did there. Thank you. I was good. like, where are you going with this one? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, our first question is submitted by a community member named Paul B. And Paul B would like to know what has been your biggest struggle with mental health during your time in quarantine? So I guess it's been about a month for a lot of us, maybe a little more for some people. I think, Meryl, you've been in quarantine for a little bit more time. All my life, you know? And then I know, me. Travis, you work from home. So like, this is something that you're you're kind of sort of used to, but not in- No, not at sense. all. Yeah. Not no? at all. Okay. Because the, the problem is, the, the thing that has been the biggest struggle for me is even though I work from home and like work for myself, is that we do a lot of like live show tours. I do a lot of convention. Like I, I, I tend to travel like sometimes two or three weekends a month. Oh, wow. And like, yeah. And so like this, and a lot of that is like, I get to see my family because we do live shows. So it's like me and my brothers and my dad and my stepmom and my brothers, you know, my sister's in-law and like all of the like cousins and my nieces and like this kind of thing. There's like 15 of us that travel together when we go on live show tours. And so like, there's all of that got canceled. Like it was like, so there yeah. was from, from no joke from March 15th to like April 10th, I was only going to be home like five days with like traveling and stuff. And like it all got, like I got home from the Jonathan Colton cruise that I did this year, got home on the 14th to find out like all of that was canceled. And wow. from, for me, I have to have scheduled events to kind of like meter out the time. Otherwise it's like, what day is it? How long is it? And maybe it's because I work from home that it's so easy for schedule to like go out the window and to lose all track of like when it, but also for me, it's the mental health of being like, well, even though this one thing is almost done, I know that a new thing is starting soon. So I can keep kind of like swinging on the vine without ever being like, what's next? What am I doing? What, what, what's the anchor? And now yeah, all totally. of that's gone. And so it's like hard to know, like, when is the next thing coming? When will, when, where's the next anchor? When's the next time I get to like hang out with my family? When's the next time I get to travel? When's the next big event? When do I get to, you know, do shows again? Like all of that added with the fact that like, I have a hard time staying in one place for too long. And it like starts to, I, it's just making me, all of my literal ADD is kicking in and it's like, I, I, I have no waypoints lined up to say like, this is, I like to know what the rest of the year looks like as far as like travel goes. Yeah. And I have no idea what it is. So it's just a lot of uncertainty that I don't do well with. Yeah, I'm in a very similar boat, um, just like you do like a ton of conventions, especially in the summer, once like March, April, May starts to hit, mm -hmm. which is what we're in right now. Like I would have been at a convention at least like once or twice a month up right. until the end of the summer. And like now knowing that probably all of those are going to get canceled. Some got pushed to like 
uh, August, September, but I'm like, I don't really foresee big group gatherings like that happening by yeah. that time. Um, and it's really kind of scary because I don't think I realized how much I needed those to feel more connected with like our community and the world and yeah. being able to like go different places. Um, but in terms of like mental health, I don't, I haven't been struggling too bad. There just becomes certain times, especially like at night where I feel very just anxious about how things are going to progress in terms of like, when will things be back to normal? I don't think it's going to mm -hmm. be for a really long time. And that's just a very daunting feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would say what I've, I've started doing the like teleconference, like therapy sessions. And the thing is, and I've done like one so far, so it's not like I've been doing them on the reg or anything, but I did one. And like in talking to her, it was like suddenly realizing like, oh, I'm really stressed out. Like yeah. I, 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 it, I, it is like kind of a low buzz all the time rather than like big spikes of it. Cause like I, mm. I have like general anxiety and I have like depressive episodes and stuff. So like I'm used to feeling those like big spikes of anxiety and like big spikes or low spike, whatever of depression. What I'm not used to is like a constant hum of like anxiety which is what I've been dealing with for the last month of just this, like, is it, is it okay? Is like, and, and not only that, like Teresa is asthmatic. So she's in a higher risk group. Oh, no, and then yeah. I got baby who's three and baby dot who's three months old. And it's like, so they're, you know, higher. And it's like, so like, I'm the one, if somebody needs to go out and, you know, do grocery shopping or whatever, it's me. Um, Cause Teresa can't like, should not go. And right. so it's like, I have to go out into the world and that like I had to go grocery shopping today and it's stress like it's stressful in a way that is weird to process because you're like I'm just buying tomatoes why do I feel so tense and like <laughs> all of that There's stuff a... is like you you never unclench ever yeah, yeah. it's yeah uh, there's this, uh, it's such a strange thing. I, I don't go shopping very much anymore for obvious reasons, but I have a little shop down the street that supplies a good amount of stuff that I kind of just get by with that for, for the most part until I have to do my big purchases. But this small shop, there's not a lot of people in there, but if I'm in a row where I'm like looking at like, I want this kombucha bottle, and then someone comes down to that little aisle and like turns the corner and sees me there, there's not much room for them to coexist in the aisle with me. So there's right. this awkward like, Oh, I guess I'll just wait till you're done with yeah, the right. and I'll go over here. And this happened to me the other day at the store too, just like, uh, it's just right where you're saying, John, I was at the store getting something and I walked down this aisle and I'm like, oh, let me pick that up. And a guy came from the other side of the aisle and was just like standing there looking at the things. And I'm like standing about like eight or 10 feet away from him, like waiting because I was clearly headed yeah. that way to pick something over there. And he's just like looking at stuff, like picking stuff up, putting it back there, like looking. No. Oh no. And I'm just like, like what? fuming. He shouldn't be touching. He should not be touching things he doesn't need. I know. <laughs> and he had You're his like a... mask like here, like not even covering his nose or anything. It was just like a like a random bandana that he like loosely tied. And I'm like, you're not even trying, man. Come on. What I really like that both you're of you just did. You're legally allowed to throw cans of soup at people like that. There you go. That you're. <laughs> Both of you just did this, and I really like it because I watch a lot of ASMR. And both of you did a thing where it was like a role play of like you're the item, and you're like, I'll just get this kombucha, and it's like I'm the kombucha. It's like <laughs> I'm the kombucha. That's nice. Do you like ASMR videos? Oh, I do. 
I do a lot. Like I have They're to so find, good. here's the thing, like anything, right? They're, it's hit or miss, right? Like mm-hmm. I've had some people like, they're really creepy. And like, yeah, there are some that are really creepy. Yep. Like, but there are also someone that are like really meditative. And like, that's the thing. I've never really gone in for the role plays only because most ASM artists are bad actors. And so it's not <laughs> good. You're like, this is not what a video game store is like. Have you ever been in a video game store? But like <laughs> the ones I like where it's just like somebody like just like making mostly like hand sounds of just there's yeah. something about that noise. I mean, it's just like meditative. Yeah, right. Like that is like I can I can get down with that like all the time. Yeah. But the ones I've like. I'm gonna do your makeup, and I'm like, oh, please don't, because it's just like <laughs> a makeup brush going in my eye, and I'm like, oh god, Jesus. I'm gonna brush your hair. Yeah, is there ASMR like, for like the most mundane things? Like, is there like a CPA yes. ASMR? Oh like, yeah, oh, absolutely, percent. Oh, well, like a lot of ASMR isn't just like typing on a keyboard. Like that's ASMR, yeah. so people just be like, I'm putting in your info. Right. It's like, the, that, like those are actually in the writing. Those are some of the, the role plays that gets me, where it's just someone taking your information, like writing down on a clipboard or typing it, and it's like, what was your name? Oh. And it's like, no, oh, yeah, gotta... I can do this. This is great. You got to do like this. Oh, Barbara, you're going to put me to sleep. I'm trying to be a good guest on your show, and you're making me too relaxed. Uh, also, there, you, you get some sometimes where it's... Nope, nope. Nope. You, you get some sometimes where it's just like a forest elf finds you and heals you. And that's always the one so I'm like, this is a lot. This is a lot. You're bringing a lot to the party. Do you but know, I also do know, you know that how... that's some people's bag. That's fine. It's it true. Some people's bag. Uh, I totally agree. Majority of ASMR artists, I'm not trying to drag them all, but they're they're not the best improvisational performers ever. And which that's what most role playing is for them, is them improvising a scene. And it's just not very good. But the way I got around that with a lot of them was you listen to foreign language ASM artists, oh. and I can't tell that they're like saying you know filler words or being incorrect. I'm just listening to the sounds, and so like French ASM artists, I like that. I like French ASM artists. There you go. I have I have two recommendations for ASM artists. One is actually a, a lovely lady who's been on Always Open before. A GB ASMR I think is wonderful. Oh, yes. Love GB. Um, and then my second favorite too is Latte ASMR. She does things in such a way, like so delicately and not in like a creepy way, but you should definitely check her out. Ooh, Especially if you're Latte art. She doesn't, but she should. <laughs> just gonna go uh, ahead and add that to subscribe <laughs> over here. <laughs> I am I am 100% down right now with finding people who are open in Pokemon cards. That is my, that is my oh, calm yeah? time is I play Animal Crossing and listen to people open up Pokemon cards. The first <laughs> the first time I realized like I was getting ASMR like that I looked it up was um it was a, a sensation I'd always had like especially like if I was at a store and like getting a suit fitting or something, right? Um like I remember this like very like relaxed kind of tingle, right? And I was watching a video cuz I was doing research for like a throwback episode of Trends Like These where we were talking about like trends from the 90s and we were talking about pogs and I was watching a video of someone go through their pog collection and it was like top down, like you were looking at the pog collection and they were going through and picking each one up and kind of absentmindedly tapping it. And it wasn't an ASMR video, but they were like absentmindedly tapping it as they were talking about it. And I was like, I was just a puddle. And I was just like, this is so relaxing. This is so great. 
I have I have a great uh, example of maybe the first time, one of the earliest times I ever experienced it, didn't know what it was. And it wasn't until a uh, This American Life uh, episode that they explained ASMR that I was like, that's it! Uh, yeah. But there's this movie called uh, Throw Mama from the Train, uh, starring uh-huh. Billy Crystal and Danny DeVito. Uh, and there's a moment where Danny DeVito wants to show Billy Crystal his coin collection. And uh, Billy's prepped for like seeing like these rare coins, but instead it's just a bunch of coins that are special to Danny DeVito. And he has all these stories about this one time his dad took him to the carnival and, and, and uh, he used this. So he has all these like sentimental stories, but it's just Danny DeVito on the floor in his house on the carpet playing <laughs> with coins <laughs> and telling stories that I got ASMR tingles from. <laughs> you got ASMR huh. from Danny DeVito out of all people. Huh. Wow. I wrote that down. I want to check that out. Because he gets really he gets really quiet and he gets really sweet in the moment. So he's like his voice is very hushed and the room is very quiet because Billy Crystal's character is listening very intently and he's just playing with the coins, very much like the pogs you just described. And he's doing mm-hmm. that. ASMR right there. Wow. I'm not the freak, you're the freak. Yeah. Mariel, um, back to the the question too. I know Mariel, you and I have talked about this a little bit, especially like I think it was a week or two ago. I think you were were going through some times with some mental health struggles because you've been in it longer than a lot of us oh yeah yeah um it's it i have been having like big spikes i think for the most part i'm kind of the opposite of travis where i do i just always operate at like a low hum of anxiety um (laughs) but it i mean it comes and goes you know like i try and keep myself occupied and luckily like we've been pretty busy with filming and stuff that um i can do that but it is for me it's like at night when i'm like Oh yeah. Oh god, is this ever going to end? Like am I ever going to see my family again? And I think that's the biggest thing is that the last time I saw my parents was um for Christmas and they were oh, supposed wow. to come down in, in February and they didn't weren't able to come and then they were going to come again in March and that's when all like the shutdown started happening. So, you know, I mean it's a simple thing but I'm just like when is like when am I going to see my family again? Is it going to be late summer? Is it going to be early next year? Like, yeah. you know, and um I think the nice thing is that I'm not alone. Like my, my girlfriend lives here with me and we live together and she's also kind of going through the same thing. Like we, and so it's great that when mine is spiking, she's like there to keep me grounded and then, you know, <laughs> yeah. vice versa, whenever. Do um, you guys spike at opposite she, times? For the most part. <laughs> or I think like, <laughs> you know, we kind of measure like, all right, you're like, you're clearly having a worse time than I am right now. So I'm gonna, like <laughs> bury this for a minute. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I know for her, like, she's like, you know, she kind of had all of these things in mind, like she was just about to leave her job. She was like starting school again. And now like all of that has come kind of crashing down. And she's trying to figure out how to like, rearrange her life in a way that's, you know, completely different from what she envisioned for it. So it's just been a lot of um, gardening for me. (laughs) A lot of baking, a lot of baking for this guy. Oh yeah, yeah. To the point where, when I did have to make grocery store trips, I would just keep buying baking stuff. And so Teresa like went through our pantry and just filled this huge cardboard box with like all the baking stuff I already had. And she was like, "You have three containers of cocoa powder now." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. I need to, I need to bake with some of this. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to use this." So I've been, I feel I've like been baking a lot. Everyone has their like quarantined character. I feel like they've assumed the position of like there's like the the baker, there's the at home chef, there's the uh, workout fiend, there's the gardener, there's the, the alcoholic. Uh, I'm gonna do all my like ho- at home like DIY projects. There's the alcoholic. 
Well, so that, I man, I started, I had such strong intentions of like spring cleaning. And then I remembered that I had two kids and like the thing, <laughs> and at such, a, especially with the three month old, it's not like we can just be like, hey, entertain yourself while I clean, right? And so it's like, I would get halfway through like pulling everything out of the closet. And then it's like, well, I, oh, well, she's crying now and the kid needs lunch and the baby is screaming and what am I gonna do? And it's like, so I couldn't really get into any of those, but that's why like baking is great is it's like a concentrated like 20, 30 minutes of work mm -hmm. and then you can eat it, uh, <laughs> which is not true with cleaning most of the time. Most of the um, time. So I've been like cleaning and also the weather has mostly been nice enough that I've been like grilling. Like I'll buy, you know, uh, like meat, cheap meat and freeze it. And then just be like, okay, well I'm in the mood to like sous vide or to grill. I, I just smoked a brisket for the first time. Ooh. Oh. So, right, yeah, thank you. Well, you are in Austin, right? So you should. Right. Uh, yeah, oh, it's so, it's so beautiful here. It's so nice. I, like I love Cincinnati when I, when I, when I, I kind yeah, of look around like you're outside in Austin, but you're yeah. inside of a room regardless. I don't know. Well, there's no, see, this is a set. <laughs> yeah. You guys built me. It just starts raining on you all of a sudden. Yeah. But you you mentioned this and I it's funny because I've been feeling this way but haven't been able to like put my finger on it. But that very low kind of hum of anxiety and stress that just kind of like sits beneath the surface and then like every now yeah. and then will spike up. But both Trevor and I, um, who you met right before the show, Travis, um, we are both in positions where we have to be like on camera, but also managing and also doing a lot of like administrative work. And so now more than ever, it's weird during this work from home situation, we both feel like we're working way more than we ever did before. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just because like everyone's kind of stressed out and freaking out. So like everyone feels that way. Or if it's just like, oh, all of a sudden we're working from home. So we feel like if we're home, we're also technically at work. So you always have to be that's available. That's a lot of it. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's the thing that, thank God, like I had some practice with before this of like, man, it, okay. Anybody watching, like you gotta set that boundary. Cause that was something when, uh, said so the first apartment that Teresa and I moved back into here in Cincinnati, when we moved back from LA, um, like my off our, our apartment was on the second floor and my office was on the third floor. And so, and it was like, as soon as we moved into the apartment, no joke, like a week later, BB was born. And oh, so wow. like, I, I would go up to work and lose all track of time. And suddenly it's like 8 PM. And like, I hadn't been downstairs and it was like, yeah. I can't, that, no, that's not good. You can't <laughs> do that. And so like, yeah. having to set time of like, I'm going to work from like nine to one go downstairs, have lunch, like see my family and then work from like two to five and I'm done. And like, yeah. because otherwise, like you said, one of the problems with working from home is at any moment, if you're like, oh, I needed to finish that project, I'll go work on it now. Whereas like, if it was at the office, you know, a half hour drive away, you wouldn't do that. You would be like, oh, okay, I'll put that on my to-do list for tomorrow. So right. like if you, but then because you're at home, you feel bad, like, well, now I'm just sitting here playing Animal Crossing when I could be <laughs> finishing that project. I feel terrible. And it's like, yeah, but you, the same wouldn't apply if you weren't working at home. You can't hold yourself to a higher standard just because now your work and your home are in the same place, you have mm -hmm. to separate those out because without the separation, 
it all becomes a big blur. And so you never get to relax when you're at home and you never fully pay attention when you're at work. And so like, you have to say like, when I'm working, I'm working and I'm not doing home stuff. And when I'm at home, I'm doing home stuff and I'm not doing work stuff. And you have to hold yourself to that or else it just becomes this, like, like I said, blur and, and it's not healthy. Yeah, absolutely. John, how do you feel about the whole situation? Cause you're, you're also like, same with Travis, you have young kids who uh, need you and your guidance and stuff like that, along with having to do all your regular responsibilities. So it must be extra tough in your situation. Yeah, I have I have a, a very weird and unique situation where it's all those things, but also like half of the week I don't have them and that kind of thing. Um, and so I think I was prepped a little bit for this better than some people in the sense that I'm an introvert who likes my alone time in the first place. Um, so uh, I had like, I don't, most of the time I don't have anybody in this house because um, I, I don't have my kids half the time. I have them a little less than half the time. So most of the time I'm actually alone and I, do okay with that. Um, I think my issue that I've been having is that I have a myriad of uh, routines and and uh, things that I do in order to stabilize myself and to mm-hmm. maintain mental health because I, I deal with anxiety and depression at all times. And but I I'm someone who's very much prefers to exercise as much control as I can over those issues through healthy choices like exercising, eating right, and um, having having outlets that can distract me or, or get me through those anxiety moments. Most of those involve me getting out of the house and going yeah. somewhere. Yeah, uh, like right. Going <laughs> to the gym, going to a coffee shop and reading, going even just to uh, uh, some of our outdoor shopping areas we have here in Austin. That I, I actually like being around crowds of people as long as I'm not interacting with them. Like, right. I like busy like i go i i have easy access downtown austin and so i just go and walk around downtown austin and that's uh, calming for me i can't do any of those things i can cook for myself here in the house and i have been doing that and i can work out here at home but i don't like it as much as the gym and i and i can't do my rock climbing like i usually do but so there that's been a transition is finding uh replacements for those things that I use to maintain my health that I can no longer access. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, man, the same thing, like I usually love grocery shopping. Like grocery Mm. shopping is very meditative for me. Like I'll go and like put in, you know, your AirPods and like just listen to a podcast and get my steps in walking around and like just, you know, or just like walking around a mall, BB and I do that. Even when we don't buy anything, you know, just if rather than walk around, you know, I, I'm much more likely to walk around a mall than I am like walk around on the sidewalk. And so it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll go for a walk in the mall and just walk around a lot and that's fun. And like being in humanity, like walking around a museum or a zoo or something where people are there and it's like sharing this experience even though we're not interacting. I took that, I took for granted how much, how important that was to my soul yeah. <laughs> before this. I'm just like, it's so weird. I hate this. It's so true, though. I saw something that was very accurate uh, that someone posted where it was like, I'm an introvert, but like, I still like the option of going places. Right. Yeah. Right. That's 
That's definitely how I feel. It's like, I love staying home and I love like turning plans down, but man, I wish I had a plan to turn down right now. <laughs> right. I, I saw somebody tweet, like, I'm an introvert, but I still like like sitting in a movie theater full of people and watching a movie. And it's like, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I like that. Movie theater. That's a, that's movie theater and gym are the, the two things that I miss the most that I did constantly. I did them. I miss coffee I, I mean, shops. I, I, I got coffee shops as well. Restaurants, yeah. restaurant because that's the thing. It's like you know, there's like even if it's just like going to have a burger and a beer or whatever. Like that was something that BB has always done really well in restaurants. So like Teresa and I and BB would like go out to eat, you know, often not like fancy dinner or whatever, but like we're gonna go have tacos or whatever. And that, and there was something I was really looking forward to, like starting early with with Dot and getting her used to going out to places. Because that was the other thing is like with with BB, we started taking BB out to places at like two months old, and she flew for the first time at three months. Because we were like, we want to get you used to this. We travel a lot. We want to make sure like you're into it. And we have not mm -hmm. been able to do that. She has not like gone out to yeah. eat with us yet. Not gone on a plane yet. Like we just haven't been. And I don't know when that's going to happen. And that sucks. That does yeah. suck. Uh, well, what, my... before we, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead, John. Go. No, go for it. I got nothing to get. <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, just to kind of like put a, a button on it too. Um, what has been something that has helped you guys kind of deal with these feelings during this time? Just because I know a lot of people watching are going through obviously the exact same thing, dealing with a lot of um, heightened mental health issues, especially because of the situation. I know that also like, there's some people who are kind of flourishing in this situation where it's like, finally, I get some time to not have the pressure of going out and doing things. So it's coming at the right time for a couple people I know. Um, I guess if you're putting some type of silver lining in the situation, yeah. but for those who are struggling, is there anything that has helped you guys or any, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Resources or anything yeah. that you, you guys, we filmed something earlier today. And at one point you guys saw my pants and you guys saw that I was wearing jeans and you guys made fun of that. And I understand that it's, it is very nice to be able to <laughs> hang around the house and wear our comfy pajamas and shorts and stuff like that. I've been trying to do my best and I haven't maintained it hundred percent, but I've been trying to still do normal things that cue my brain for the progress of the day, for the beginning or end of activities that I know subconsciously will continue to be there if I keep doing it, like working out, like taking showers, like putting on clothes for the day, like cooking at certain times, yeah. stuff like that. So uh, things like that have helped me not get lost into the ether of time is a fictitious thing we have created and everything is all at once at one time. I too jeans. am wearing jeans. Don't you feel bad about it? I have, I have, I have also done the thing of like I, and I've been tweeting it like hashtag I got dressed today because that's the thing of like it's the thing that was all I already realized from like working at home is that for me and I don't this might not be universal but for me like treating it like I'm going into the job I'm getting ready like I start work at the same time every day like I end work at the same time every day like I set up a schedule I have normalcy that happens I've also like uh started and a man maybe this makes you sound like an old fart but like Marco Polo <laughs> the app that lets you send yeah. video messages to people oh god that's, <laughs> that's so beneficial to me to like yeah we i've been doing like video chat threads with like justin and griffin and like with my friends with barbara and like with people just to say like hey how it just like let me see someone's face for five seconds to be like <laughs> okay cool yeah. because that was the other thing like you said barbara like without doing conventions and stuff i feel very disconnected from my peers yeah. 
and yeah. like from my friends and at first and also the other thing that is like i the downside to traveling so much is that I, it can often make me feel uh ungrounded it can make me feel disconnected from home um and so like spending a lot of time like focusing on bb getting to know dot um and just like really like anchoring myself for a little while and trying to get centered um meditation always helps yeah um teleconferencing with my therapist helps if you have therapy uh that you go to regularly or if you want to start see if the therapist uh the therapist of your choice does that it just it's nice to talk to somebody who is uh you know qualified to give advice on stuff um all of that all of that has helped me and lexapro <laughs> hey <laughs> I, yeah, uh, chemicals can help. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I, I had a CBD cookie before this. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell CBD you what's really, nice. the thing is, is like you mentioned like not sleeping well. And like, I have a lot of friends who are like, I'm not sleeping well. And like <clears> the one upside to being exhausted by my three-year-old, it's like, <laughs> man, 10 PM rolls around and it's like, I don't have a choice. Good night. Yeah. And yeah. like. I, you know, and also, you know, it's nice to binge TV shows and not feel bad about it. Like, that's a thing that I've been able right. to do is like, yeah, you know, I, I don't have other work to be doing right now sometimes. So like, if I want to finish up Shit's Creek, I'm going to. And I, like, think, I think you're touching on something that's also something that's very important is to give yourself credit that you're allowed to have an abnormal, you know, system going on in your life right now yeah. like i i have body dysmorphia and that's why I, i'm so healthy minded and work out so much and so with no access to a conventional gym that i'm used to i'm having to tell myself like yes you're probably not going to have the same path that you were having previously with your body don't freak out you're not job of the hut this is just everyone's going to be going through the same kind of thing where our health is taking a different kind of a transition and so don't don't freak out. This is this is yeah. a special time that you get a, you get a, a little card that says this is quarantine time. And that is, man, it is one of the things that is. I, if we're talking about silver linings, and it, this is not a good thing, but it helps me. It's like everyone is going, literally everyone yeah. in the yeah. world is going through this, and Absolutely. so like sometimes you know when when you're anxious about something or you're feeling depressed about something it's really easy to be down on yourself because you feel like well i'm anxious about something i shouldn't be anxious about or i'm depressed about something i shouldn't be depressed about and then you get to feel like you make yourself feel bad like now i feel guilty because i'm anxious about it and in this circumstance like yeah this is a thing that you're allowed to be anxious about this is a thing that you're allowed to feel depressed about and this is a thing that everyone is going through and everyone can relate to and on the other side of this because there will be the other side of this it will be a thing that has the potential to unite kind of it's a could be a uniting experience of like we all went through this thing and we yeah. came out the other side and now this is a touch point that we all can like call back to and remember when this happened because here's the thing i like i think we're all old enough to uh remember like when 9 11 happened and it was like a terrifying thing that i can look back now 19 years later and say changed a lot of things in the world and changed absolutely. a lot of stuff and was absolutely terrifying but was also for a long time, for better or for worse, very a unifying experience, like the assassination of JFK, where everyone be like, I, I can tell you where I was, like these events that happen 
that's like terrifying and can destroy lives but is a moment in history that we are all experiencing together uh and that could be unifying as hell absolutely yeah and i i agree i think there's a lot of pressure i think people are under seeing especially if you're very um active on social media seeing a lot of people who are like oh i'm taking this time uh, while I'm working from home or in quarantine or whatever it is to improve this skill or work on this or fix this in my house. And there's this pressure that people, I think, unknowingly have on themselves to accomplish something during this time rather than just, it's okay. Like, this is a pandemic. This is a very yeah. um, terrible and scary and unnatural situation that we're all in. And it's okay to just, if you feel like all you want to do is get up and have lunch and then watch netflix in bed all day like that is okay and there should be no pressure in terms of trying to better yourself or the world or your skills or whatever it is during this time just because some other people are using it as that opportunity right yeah i hate that there's like the quote that's going around that it's like oh if you had you know a, a list of things to do um and now you haven't done them it's not because you lack the time it's because you lack the discipline it's like what the fuck you like yeah, do you yeah. understand what we're going through right now um but yeah for me it's, because I mean, that implies I, that everyone has this like reserve of energy that they're yeah. just right. choosing not to use exactly yeah. fuck that yeah it's just it's it's been uh I've had to learn, I've had to relearn how to be kind to myself during this time. When I learned, I feel like I learned that in like a completely different way. And now, um, like my brain chemistry is just like, like, I remember the other day, I basically had like a breakdown where I was just like sobbing for like four hours. And I remember telling my girlfriend, I was just like, this isn't who I am anymore. Like, I've moved past this. I'm on medicine. I went to therapy. Like, I don't do this anymore. Why am I doing it? And she was just like, because you're, you're like, this is something you haven't experienced before. And like your body's yeah. go like you're going through shock and you're like grieving too. Like we're all grieving in a weird way of like this loss of, of the life that we were living previously up to this. And then like right. also dealing with the unknown. So it's been a lot, but you know, I've got animal crossing and I've got my tomatoes and they're yeah. looking good. So <laughs> yeah, that's what keeps me yeah. going. And also like humans are just like, we're social by nature. Right. Like having yeah. an interaction with people is just like part of what makes us even if it's even if you're an introvert, like a lot of us are, it's still the ability to go places, the ability to just go outside and see people walking around and to observe people. Like that's still part of being human. And that's a huge factor that we're all missing right now. That's affecting us probably deeper than we realize. Yeah. I'm just really enjoying hanging out with you guys. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> with yeah, this upbeat so cherry conversation. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, should we return back to, to to Trolls World Tour and talk about hey, that? Hey, it's available <laughs> now on Video On Demand. Uh, you can get it uh, through Apple TV in a lot of ways. I promise you, I will watch those two movies tonight. Did you <laughs> At see least Josh Gad seeing Gaston with Luke Evans last night on Twitter? No, but no. that's amazing. Josh Gad and, and Luke Evans and Alan Menken, accompanying them on piano and also singing along with them, they re they they from their homes they did uh, the song Guest On. Talking Luke Evans got pipes for days. Like Hell Josh yeah. Gad was on Broadway, and I know Luke Evans has theatrical background as well, but Luke Evans, like I forget how much Gaston's part in that song is in such a high register, and Luke Evans is belting it out so beautifully, and he is jacked as fuck. I love the song the Gaston song 
in that movie is one of my favorite all-time Disney songs. Oh yeah, <laughs> a- absolutely. Yes. It's it's also one of my favorites. I do uh Disney sing along uh, quite often and it is Gaston is probably one of my favorite villain parts to play because he's Absolutely. not so evil as to be like, ooh. Because listen, when you're singing Be Prepared, you're like, this is pretty Nazi. <laughs> and yeah. that's fine. And listen, Ur- Ursula is very campy, but it's not really my, it's just not my part to play. But like Gaston is like right down the middle. Travis McRoy, perfect. I love it. <laughs> I am my decorating. <laughs> I'm roughly yeah. the size of a bard. Love that part. And, and uh, in the, on, I saw, I got to see it on Broadway when I was like 17 or 18. And in Gaston, they added this like really cool kind of like almost like dance movement breaks where they were like all like clinking mugs, but they were doing yeah, it like rhythmically that. over each other. Yeah. And it's just like, it was so much fun to That's watch. sick, man. God, I, I feel like I'm missing uh, out. But on, on Broadway, the real amazing part was how they did the transformation at the end. It was like a magic trick. It was something out of yeah. like, uh, uh, on, like an onstage magician thing. Cause they did the full like, didn't you know like you think he's in there and he does like a cocoon kind of transformation then boom it's a dude it's great broadway boom, it's, it's good <laughs> go back when it reopens <laughs> I know. all right well just to uh, finish up on the show um for those of you who don't know we take questions from the audience that you could email always open at rishi.com if you have a question uh it's called our box of issues travis and we have many okay. questions that have come in um, so I'm going to read this one and then maybe we'll do another one in the post show. So this one comes from David and David writes, I'm a 20 year old Brit who identifies as a man. However, I have always felt the want to wear clothes intended for females. For example, I see the cute lines in the Richard store, a la Barbara, Ashley and Lindsay and want to buy and wear those designs. But every time I do, I always get a feeling of doubt about it. Not because they may not fit due to the cut being different. I'm skinny, so that shouldn't be an issue. But an issue in terms of societal and gender norms. I've never been the manliest man, but I still feel pressure to be manly despite not caring at all for manliness. However, I feel if I was seen in clothing intended for women that I would be extremely judged. I've worn tights out in public before and had the hot wash of shame as numerous people stared at me. So now I only wear them in the comfort of my own home. I don't want to end up alienating myself from men for not being manly, but I also don't want to alienate myself from women for taking something intended for them. I just want to wear something that I think is cute. Do you think it's okay for myself and any other self-identifying male to wear clothing intended for women? Submitted by David. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you put it as a question. <laughs> oh, no, that, that's it. That's it. I was just saying it's, it's from David. Thank you for your question, uh, David. Yeah, no, I have... I have... Uh, many, many, many strong feelings about this. Um, thank you for writing in, David. And I think that this is something that a lot. Not, I, I will not. I promise not to monopolize the floor. But my, my two <laughs> cents on it is like I. It started for me wearing nail polish, right? Where I was like, I did it for. A, it was. I went to a murder mystery weekend where I played a like my character that I was playing was like a B movie horror director, so I painted my nails black. And Teresa and I were like, this looks really good, right? And so oh, like, yeah. th- then I just kept painting my nails. And since then, uh, you know, tr- what would traditionally be considered feminine clothing, I've enjoyed makeup. 
um, high heels, all of that stuff because it's cute and damn, I look really good in it. Um, but the thing is, yeah. is, yeah, I don't fucking good. Um, the thing is, is there's no such thing as manly. That's nothing. That is a thing invented to sell stuff to people. Um, and if you look back throughout history, um, which is one of my favorite things that we get to do on Schmanners, uh, the like history of etiquette show I do with my wife, when you look at like high heels and makeup and manicures and all this stuff, most of it started as for men and then went the other way and vice versa. So things like wristwatches were for a long time considered only for women. That it was very oh. feminine to wear a wristwatch and like it it was like dudes did not wear wristwatches. And then it was like because they only did pocket watches, and then I think it was like World War One, pocket watches became a wrist because like you had to like pull them out and they reflected sunlight. So they started wearing their watches on straps on the inside of their wrists. And that's when dudes started to be comfortable wearing wristwatches. So like all that stuff about like what is manly and what if it's all depending on trends and advertising and all of that. Um, and the other thing I will say uh, is along with anxiety and depression, uh, I am also uh, a recovering narcissist. And sometimes when people stare at you, it's not in judgment. It's because you look really good. <laughs> Hell yeah. And that's the, I also like wearing tights, um, but even just like dyeing my hair purple or painting my nails or anything is like, I get more compliments now than when I dressed traditionally, like when I didn't, you know, do stuff like that. And so like, the thing about judgment and gender norms is the only way to stop judgment and gender norms is to push against it. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have to make people question why they're judging you or why they consider something a norm. And you can't do that if you're not doing the things that you wanna do. Um, that said, if you're not comfortable doing them, it started for me by doing stuff that I, around people I was comfortable with. Yeah. Um, and like hanging out with my friends and painting my nails for the first time, or like going to parties with my friends and painting nails or wearing whatever, or like, you know, the first time I wore high heels, I did it at the Cincinnati Underground Society show that I was hosting, right? So it was like, I know that these people are going to be supportive. I know that like, this is a crowd I feel comfortable getting in front of and doing this thing. And then because of that, getting support from them and having people like say like, that looks so good. That gave me the confidence to do that more in front of people that weren't necessarily my support structure. Um, okay. I said I wasn't going to monopolize the floor and then that's exactly what I did. <laughs> no, please. No, Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I think um, you have a very um, great perspective for this kind of question. I, that's one of the reasons why I picked it for the show, because I know that you would have a great take on it. Because, you know, even doing the show with you in Cincinnati, what was it, in February? January? Yeah, January. So. January, January. Um, I remember seeing you were getting all dolled up, you are getting your makeup done. I think you had like, what were they, five-inch heels or something like that? Mm -hmm. Something wickedly amazing. Wildly just uncomfortable. Oh, I bet. <laughs> And I remember just like being like, fuck yeah, you look so badass and so gorgeous too at the same time. And I just like, I, it's so inspiring to see someone who has such a big platform just truly be themselves in that fashion. And it's something that I think all of us really look up to and aspire to as well. I, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, 
man, so much of when I, before I started painting my fingernails and I really wanted to, right? So from the first time to when I actually started doing it on the reg, it was like, I, I held off, not because I was afraid of judgment for doing it, but I was, it was this weird thing that I got in my head that I would do it and people would see it as like an affectation that they would say like, you are not someone who should paint their nails. You are choosing to do it to seem like someone who would be, which is absolutely nothing. That is not mm -hmm. a fit. And like, and so then when I started doing it, I realized all I needed to be someone who painted their nails was to start doing it. And all I needed to be someone who wore makeup was to start doing it. All I needed to be so, and the thing is, is like what people respond to is, at least for me, what I found is confidence. And anybody yeah. who does want to judge you, fuck them. Like the thing is, is like, yeah. they, <laughs> you know, like, their opinion of you doesn't mean shit. And like, the thing is, is like, I, I, you know, I've had people yell things at me across the street. Oddly, I catch the most shit walking around LA and not Cincinnati. What? I don't know why weird. that is. Probably a lot of people visiting weird. LA, but like, I have been like ye negatively yelled at more in Los Angeles than I have in like West Virginia or Cincinnati. But um, people will, the, people will always find a reason to judge you. So if that's the case, why not wear stuff that makes you feel cute? Yeah, people right. will find a reason to judge you for anything. And right. a lot, there's a lot of people I feel who just want to judge because I don't know if they're trying, if they're unhappy with something in their own life or feel unconfident in a way where they're like, oh, if I, if I point out a flaw or something that this person is doing weirdly in my mind, it'll make me feel better. Or well, if I bring them down, it'll make me feel bigger in a way. My theory on it is like, so recently uh, my my stepniece who is wonderful and she's like 10, um, she has been getting picked on at school. And you know, it's people calling her weird, right? And it's cause she likes stuff that is, I think is cool. Um, and the thing is, is what I told her is like, when, so when people see someone else being unashamedly enthusiastic about something they either consciously or subconsciously think about how afraid they are to be enthusiastic about something and then they think well either this other person is wrong or i'm wrong and i refuse to accept that i am wrong and so mm -hmm. people will often make fun of people that in some way they are jealous of because they are jealous that other person is able to express themselves or allow themselves to love something the way they do, or just even that they are happy doing a thing that makes them happy because they have convinced themselves that they are not allowed to do a thing that would make them happy because it would make them weird. And mm. so a lot of the time, whether it's like schoolyard bullying or like 30 something judgment, a lot of it is like, someone judging someone out i mean i catch it now too there are people who tweet at me not too long ago somebody tweeted at me like i love travis but when is someone going to tell him he's not in a like 20 something punk band and i was like <laughs> oh cool fuck off but like the thing yeah. is like you are completely projecting why you think i'm doing this thing like why like i don't care i don't you think that that is the thing but i think that maybe you there's something you are afraid to do or wear or exhibit or love because you're afraid of judgment. And so you have to judge somebody else to justify the way that you feel. Mm.
Yeah, that's, that's my theory. That's, that's a great. That's great. That wraps up the show. <laughs> <laughs> Any last thoughts for David, guys? John or Mariel? I mean, I think Travis covered everything pretty perfectly, but sorry, I talked too much. No, it's please. No, yeah, I mean, you're... you said everything that needed to be said. Yeah, yeah I think. I'm uh, just gonna I hide think under I... my desk. Go ahead, and just... <laughs> I think uh, I just a second. One thing that Travis said was uh, when you want to do these new things or wear these new clothes or or don these new mantles, um, confidence kills um it it's it slays and you can either get it wear this stuff and go out and be meek or you can wear this stuff and feel as fabulous as i'm sure you look and walk like you're as fabulous as i'm sure you are um and that's very hard for people to process um in a bad way when they see someone who's like oh that's them that's that's what who they are and that's so that's how that's how i've always uh, uh taken uh whenever i decided to uh strut some more effeminate things um i just i i know i feel i know i look good and i'm gonna show you i'm gonna walk like i look good hell yeah they're cute clothes man you should rock them and i think you know i say this on other shows too it's just life is too short to really live by how other people are going to perceive you um and the narrative that you are making up for those people in your head about you i mean it's always going to be wor like worse in your head than what the reality mm -hmm. of the situation is. And Absolutely. more than likely that person is going to forget about what they thought moments later, but That's you're still going to be thinking about it. Especially if you're going out ready to be judged and you see someone look at you, it's, mm -hmm. I guarantee you nine times out of 10, you're projecting something onto that of saying like, oh, they looked at me, but it might just be like, and you have an interesting look, right? That's like, yeah, yeah, that's a bold look, and you look great. So they looked at you, right? But it, that's the that that is what I will say, David. There's like, if you make bold choices, you are going to get noticed. Like, yes. so that's the thing is like, when I started dyeing my hair purple, I had to get used to people just out of nowhere going purple, and like that was weird. <laughs> that was a thing that took a second to get used to. And it was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm actually kind of introverted when it comes to like small talk one on one with people I don't know. And so like I had to get used to strangers wanting to talk to me about my hair. So that's the thing is don't don't always confuse like being noticed for judgment, right? Because if you make choices that make you look that make you stand out and look cute and like make you look like you're more fashionable right people will notice you that's not the same as judgment though absolutely well perfect way to end the show um travis thank you so much for being here today it's been truly a pleasure having you and getting to get your perspective and insight on all these things and just getting to spend more time with you as a human you're one of the best people and we're all big Thanks. fans thank yeah. you i'm just glad that i got to show off my record player that I never use and make it look like I'm pretty good. You can tell I never use it because I also have a fountain I never use stacked on top of it. Uh, so yeah, now, but this candle, I did use this candle. It's almost oh, yeah. gone. So- Oh, you can tell, yeah. Yeah, so like, it's not that I don't use everything in my house. Oh, and you also see my dry erase board that still has a Christmas tree drawn on it. Oh, so is that, that what that is? Yeah, mm -hmm. and then oh, on top of prepping. that is all the scribbles that BB did. Yeah, you're just you're just <laughs> yeah. uh, ready for December already. Yep. Um, is there any place or any uh, outlets that people could find you at? Podcasts, social media, stuff like that. Uh, Anything you want to plug other than Trolls Two, of course. Trolls World Two are available video on demand. Um, <laughs> you can TravisMacroy.com or Macroy.family. 
macroid.family is like all the macroid projects and travismacroid.com is like all about me. So if you just really want to focus in on my stuff, travismacroid.com. There you go. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much, Meryl and John. Thank you for joining us as well today. We're still doing a post show right after this. So if you want more of Travis and these lovely people as well, you could find us if you sign up for our first membership on roosterteeth.com for uh, some more chit chat. Who knows what we'll be talking about? Maybe it'll be spicy. Maybe it'll be mild. Who knows? Find out. Hopefully sign up. boys. Can we talk about <laughs> it, boys? It and we might talk about boys. <laughs> Who knows? I'm thinking about boys. Boys. And thank you all for watching. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay sane, all those things. We love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Cheers. Ding, ding. Oh, no, I finished my soda. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers.